Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Gone down the leg side. Pakistan beat England comprehensively. It's 2 0 for Pakistan. And Yasser Shah picks up his fourth. Hafiz with a brilliant 150 and Pakistan were unstoppable. England bowled out for 156, tried hard, they were competitive in this series, but Pakistan will take away a 2-0 win that puts them at number two position in the ICC rankings as well. Welcome to the long-awaited Crick Index podcast. I'm your host Amit Kohli and joining me this evening for the post-mortem of England's tour of the UAE are Dan Rhodes and Dan Kennett. Chaps, it's been a long time. Second test is over. Third test is over. England lose the series 2-0. But let's go to the second test. And did the addition of Yasser Shah make a big difference, Dan Rhodes, to the outcome of everything? <laughs> to the outcome of everything. Uh, outcome of that test. It <laughs> definitely added, the, I think, the final edge to Pakistan's attack. But I think he's getting a bit more praise than what he deserves. I think the, one of the biggest players of the Final two tests, but especially the second test was Misbah. Misbah's innings, Misbah's century um, was absolutely superb and set up the game really. And then his partnership in the second innings also just just ruined any hope England had and set up the the amount of time they were going to have to bowl England out. So Misbah and Shah, and then you have to give credit to the rest of or main the main part of the rest of the attack. Um, because Wahab Riaz was absolutely superb in the first innings, um, England's first innings in the second test. And, you know, Yashir Shah picked up two of the tail wickets, whereas Wahab Riaz got rid of Buller, Stokes, um, Root and Ali. So, you know, he got rid of the main, the main players in, well, apart from Cook, the main players in the top order. So you've got to give credit to him. And it, it was overall the, the Pakistan performance that impressed me. Um, their experienced guys coming to the fore on a on a surface and in a ground where they're used to winning, and that's absolutely what you need, and that's what you'd expect. The 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 amount of experience that um, Pakistan showed and how to deal with the conditions. Dan, do you want to let us know what you thought of the second test? Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the, there was a few things that um, on the Pakistan batting. It was there the, the engine room that um, four five six. Yunus, Misbah, and Shafiq. Um, they, they they got six fifties in the match and, uh, and and converted two into centuries. That the whole that middle order was was superb for them in that match. Um, Shafiq especially looks you know just a, a, such a great young talent. He really does. Um, 
considering the rest of the, the age of the rest of the Pakistan batting lineup, he's a real hope for the future, I think, then. Um, but I come back to your initial question. I mean, I think Yassir was the, um, was the difference because he, he, he carried a constant threat uh, as well. He, he throttled the scoring uh, and he carried a constant threat, even though um, it was quite weird, actually, because remember in the preview show, we said, oh, they, you know, I watched on his dismissals and he, he, he turns the googly a long way and, and he... Uh, on his on the wickets, but you know he, he bowls the huge majority of his with just leg spinners, and he didn't really bowl the the, the slider or the um, the flipper or the um, the googly that much at all, hardly at all. Um, he really kept it. You know, I think you know maybe we could say like ninety five percent of his deliveries were just um, stock leg spinners. But, but I, I know, remember, I remember after the uh, it might have been the first or the second innings, there was a lot of. Noise coming out of TMS, and maybe with both of them was saying that this guy's only got a leg spinner. Was it boycott? All he can do is bowl leg spin, and that you know it. It did. Ha- he's got the options of the other balls, but definitely it wasn't just all he's got is a stock leg spin. He had the control. He had, he had the the line the, and what Trevor Bailey said about England spinners. Well, for, first of all, his leg, his leg stock leg spin was really good. <laughs> and he could put it, he could put it on a penny spot, couldn't he? And he would just yeah. put it in the same place. Yeah, exactly. You get 17 balls out of 18, you know, on pretty much the same spot. And you can and, set a um, feel to that. That's the exactly. thing. And then, but he did slip in the googly and he did slip in the top spin and he did slip in, you know, in the flipper. So, um, yeah, I mean, he, he, he was a big difference. I mean, those, him and, and, and the, as you said, that superb spell from Wahab Riaz. I mean, um, one thing about Sharjah was it was significantly cooler than the, the first two tests, wasn't it? It was about 10 degrees cooler. But in that, in that, in, that, in in Dubai, when that that spell, when I, I think um, Wahab bowled nine overs on the trot, it was a yeah, superhuman effort. Yeah, you know, we almost needed a sailing sailing drip at the end of it. I think uh, <laughs> I think uh, the, the people were saying as well that Mizbah actually only wanted him to bowl. You know, obviously the the standard five over spell or something, and and Wahab was there insisting, you know, give me the ball, give me, the, I'm going to go again, and uh, it was. Uh, it was thoroughly amazing, you know, and, and you're quite right in saying that he needed a drip. He needed to be sort of helped off the pitch almost afterwards. Um, but I think the combination of that spell with Yasir at the other end, I think that's where Yasir came into it. He was the only one to really get reverse in that match. Wood, Wood got a little bit in, in England's, uh, Pakistan's first innings, I remember. Um, but Wood was England's fastest bowler. And, and Wahab was... Pakistan's fastest ball. I just wonder whether that, you know, that whole, maybe, maybe for whatever reason in Dubai, maybe the, the, the people who were mid 80s couldn't generate the reverse swing. It seemed to be only the, the, the quickest bowlers could get could get anything going. And, and in that spell, wasn't it? It was reversing quite a bit from Wahab, and he did look incredibly dangerous. And England collapsed, which seemed to be the key point in the match, didn't it? 205 for three. Yeah. 205 for three on day three, and. Um, we lost the session. We lost the match in in a session. I think so. We nearly saved it, but we'll come on to that in a minute. But yeah, it was just that collapse. We had Root and Best in and set, and then that was it. <laughs> but well, the, the, the thinking was that England had done so well to get Pakistan out for under four hundred, and we're thinking this is magnificent. And then it was set up. Everybody's looking good, and then as you say, uh, two hundred uh, for five or two hundred and five. Sorry, and then was it two hundred? 42 all out yeah. and <laughs> and you're thinking well but this is what I, my question to you guys was this that is there a reliance then in England that 
it has to be Cook has to do it or Root has to do it. Otherwise, it's not happening. Yeah, that's about it, really. That's about the size of it, I'm afraid. Um, and the, the, ironic, the ironic thing was, was that Cook and Root did do it pretty much in that first innings. They both got 50s, um, but it still wasn't enough. There's so many. There's, there's so there's so many weaknesses in the England batting lineup in the top six. It's um, yeah, it's quite scary, really, when you think about it. Fairly seemed to think it that there's two or say, he said there was two or three spots up for grabs, and Ian Bell was the third best batsman in this series. So that that tells you a lot um, about the contributions of everyone else. I did think there were some good contributions individually um, when they didn't go on, like. Bestos forty six was a decent decent knock to set it set it up and he was on in that he was ninth man out so you could say you know he pushed it and then I think we've got to give some credit for the second innings um, I thought they showed a great deal of character the number of balls faced by some of the players was extraordinary Roots hundred seventy one Bell hundred twenty two balls um, Adil Rashid hundred seventy two balls Mike Wood nearly hundred balls this is it's, that's that's the character you need in the first innings, where you're batting another 60, 70 overs out of the game and getting a lot closer to Pakistan's first innings and putting pressure on them when they're coming in their third innings. So you, if the re- innings had been reversed, it would have been a lot a lot better. And I think the application is there, but like Bailey says, they, they absolutely need someone to step up as an opener and, and there's two spots up for grabs. Maybe one now, Taylor's coming and look comfortable, um, but we'll come to the third test in a bit. Yeah, I, what I would say is that I think they did show, I think it was one of the themes of the tour for England, is that the effort, you couldn't really fault the effort and commitment of the players um, and in that in that, fight, in that fourth innings because um, they, pretty much the team knew that they'd lost the match on day three, that pre-lunch session on day three and um, and in the Pakistan second innings, I don't know if you remember, it, looked, it really looked like the wheels did come off because the Pakistan pretty much scored at will, didn't they, in that, you know, the last uh, 150 runs of their innings. And it was just waiting for the declaration. And then Cook, you know, wherever, you know, there was the Cook injury, wasn't there? He was definitely carrying a knock, some kind of groin and back, I think people were saying. Yeah. And he got out He got out really uncharacteristically, didn't he? Like some kind of caught in the deep, I think it was, wasn't it? Um, off shy off, uh, from a long up. Yeah. And, you know, and you thought, Christ, here we go. But then, like you said, Dan, I mean, the application was there and, they all did. I mean, especially Rashid was just incredible. And and, and didn't didn't Rashid and Wood break a in, break an England partnership for the ninth wicket? They did, yeah. Mm. And they know they, they set the record for the most balls um, ever for a ninth wicket partnership. So impressive. But yeah, no, it was it was one of those ones that, considering they all thought that the match had gone and then the wheels were, sort of came off, that they, they did well to turn it around and really fight tooth and nails to the end. So the commitment was there. And and, and it was just a shame, really. It was just the, and the irony was that, you know, when you had Abu Dhabi, you came off a bad light with eight, out, eight overs left and, and the second match lost by eight overs. You know, you know fine margins when you think a game is 450 overs. Especially when these have been, <clears throat> this has been a series of a contest. I think it's actually been, a contest in each individual test match, whereas we've been we've discussed five Ashes test matches where none of them were a contest. It was just basically you knew we were going to win pretty early on. Whereas these matches have gone to the last day. I suppose the second test didn't, but we took it to nearly eight overs from saving the game. Well, at least there's been a twist. Yeah, in the, in the tale, there's there's been a, a topsy turvy bit to it. There's been, a, as you say, a contest, and you couldn't put you, you wouldn't put your mortgage on who's going to win it, but 
um, in the first match, we would all lost our mortgages in the first test match because we'd have all said it's a. It, we wouldn't have had it. We would have said it was a draw, and it was a draw in the end. But in unusual circumstances, but as you say, the I think England competed better than we thought, and two nil might be a bit of a flattering scoreline. If you've got a mortgage to put on a cricket match, it's definitely worth putting it on Pakistan in the UAE at the moment. So it is indeed a fantastic <laughs> record. Never lose, so. I mean, just like in, in, the, in the preview pod, I said this was like for England, this was like the Everest of cricket tours, and um, but and I think we did a fantastic. We did push it tight. It was a con- closely contested, you know, series. There wasn't too much between the teams, and it wasn't. It certainly wasn't a walkover for Pakistan. And I, I think in his final he comments after the series, I think Misbah Misbah acknowledged this, and he said it was a real contest, and Pakistan were made to work really hard. Um, and so I think it was a very creditable series performance in that respect from England. My only comments about that. <laughs> well, my only comments about the whole uh, that element was that I think you can pick more Pakistan players who have had an effect on the series, and fewer from the England point of view, especially batting. So I mean, Cook has averaged ninety for the series, and you think that's an unbelievable record for a three three Test match series, and and you know they've lost two nil. So yeah. what, what you know? What more can Cook, Cook's averaging a century? And well, that's, making, what, yeah. that's what I said. I remember in the preview, I said we, we, if yeah. Cook scores eight hundred runs, we might have a chance of because he, he scored four hundred and fifty, and it still wasn't enough. You know, <laughs> it's only because I knew you, 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 you even before the series started. You know, well, who else is going to get the runs? I mean, he that, did a superhuman nice. effort, but he, he he had to do even more if we were going to if we were going to win the series. It was you know, it, it, it's just an indictment. The rest of the batting lineup. I mean, if you if you look at the Pakistan batting lineup, say, you think uh, even you know Shahid Malik in the first Test double hundred, Mizbah has been solid throughout. Yunus Khan has been pretty solid, but even even if you look at Shan Masood, who had an awful first Test match, yeah, he still scored a fifty in the second Test match. Um, and when you look at their bowlers, you wouldn't say Zulfikar Babo has been the bowler, but at least his economy has been really, really good. So he could keep an end tight. And then the odd delivery might just do something and he might take the important wicket. He bought he 70 get, overs you know, in, in, Abu, in, in Abu Dhabi. He bought he, 70 overs in one innings. Incredible. He, he, and he didn't, get, he didn't get many wickets or anything, but his, econ- his economy was still pretty good. He bought 60 um, more overs than any Pakistan bowler in the whole series. Yeah. He did. He, he just compliments the rest of the attack really well. That, that's, what, that's what I meant to say. That at some stage or another... The players, Shafiq's come and scored some runs. Uh, Riaz has obviously had an, a big effect in the series. So, the, And if you look at the other seamers who don't really get talked about, uh, Rahat Ali in the third Test match did really well. I think Imran Khan in the yeah. second Test match they did were, really I, well. I, really, I was They're, really impressed with all three of the Pakistan seamers. Uh, all, all three look really well, good players. But they don't get the plaudits, if you like. But what I'm saying is, as a team, I think the Pakistanis can point to a far broader group of people to say, yeah, you, you put your hand up, you put your hand up. Whereas with England, it's like, okay, Root, Cook, uh, Broad and Anderson, those four are the the you know the the go to people. And then on the like in the first Test match, you can say, okay, uh, Rashid, good debut, you got your five wickets. Um, but then it's sort of then you're picking, aren't you? You kind of it's it's a bit sparse. About, well, you know. Pakistan number two in the world now. Right, that right, so. But someone made a again. I think it was on um, TMS that they've only played five Test matches outside of Asia. In the last three or four years, yeah, so but that's... I think that's a victim of people not wanting to play them. You know, it's you know, yeah, no, but I mean, that's going to have some impact on your. Yeah, yeah. but all I'm saying is, I think their bowling attack 
the, those three seamers they've got, plus the both Sulfur Car and Yasir, uh, that it's a really, really good test attack. Um, the only concern is, is you know, is there enough batting once Misbah goes, and then Eunice is not going to go on for much longer either. So that's their concern, isn't it, going forward? Yeah, batting's, to, never, batting's always been the weakest. Malik as well. Exactly. Yeah, and Hafiz is thirty-five, I think. Well, that, that's young for the Pakistani team. So. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to uh, Sharjah. We came to Sharjah where the pitch was much, much better as a cricketing wicket. Uh, and Pakistan obviously win the toss so that we, we know the coin is, uh, you know, it's, it's like yeah. Nasser Hussain when he went, how many 14 test matches couldn't win a toss? Alistair Cook's in one of those modes at the minute. <laughs> Um, yeah. Pakistan going and, and uh, you know England bowled him out quite cheaply. What, what we thought and uh, what were your thoughts on that? No, they definitely bowled him out cheaply. Two hundred thirty-four. Two hundred thirty-four. It was it was all looking really good. And no uh, one looked comfortable. I don't think any batsman looked comfortable. Even even some of the English batsmen didn't look. Maybe Taylor for for a period. Um, it was just another wicket where you had to just dig in and <laughs> and hope you didn't get. A, the good one, the really good one, because they were in this test match. Anderson and Broads spells, various fall over spells that they were having in that Pakistan first inning is just incredible. Their economy rates slightly, I think, uh, tilted towards you know the less you know only one and over for Broad and one point one because it, it looked like Pakistan had made a conscious decision not to not to just not play them at all, not even try and take any risks. Against either Anderson or Broad, and it absolutely worked because as soon as the alternatives came on, they, they managed to score at three, four, five, sometimes six and over. They, they know so when to reap the rewards. They had the a tactical, is well, they, is it a tactical approach <laughs> to batting as a team? You, you, you pick out what are the what are the strengths in the opposition attack. What we're going to do against them? They're that good. Broad and Anderson can put it on a spot, and, and they've learned that over the career. Remember, they've they've had plenty of tours now across Asia, in various different places. And I remember Anderson and Broad when they first came onto the scene. They weren't anywhere near the level they are now It's in subcontinent conditions. I remember Broad moaning, having a series when he only took a couple of wickets. So they've learned this, and, and now they're absolute world-class operators and set up the test match for England to win it. And we'll come on to why they didn't later, but yeah. I think it was a tactical decision by Pakistanis uh, batting batting coach, batting approaches, or just individual batsmen. Just not I think there was. Them. I think there's an element of that, but I think it's damning um, uh, Broden Anderson with faint praise as well. I think I think that they were very, very, just very, very difficult to score off, um, and I don't think they could have scored much better, even if they'd wanted to, even if they tried to take risks. Um, I just wanted to come back to Sharjah because I, I thought I thought we went in with the wrong team. Um, I thought in, I, I didn't understand going in with the two spinners and. And and um, Moeen, I just, I just I just couldn't get my head around that at all. Um, and I know there was because Wood wasn't actually definitely injured, was he? He was a risk about Wood, his ankle. It wasn't, he was definitely you know. out. He was out. It was only, they, it was Plunkett was the option. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought Plunkett would come in, <clears throat> and uh, Dan was mentioning that perhaps Sammy Patel would come in. Um, but I see what you're saying. If you've got the spin option with Rashid and Ali, then why are we putting a third spin option in? With Samit Patel, especially because Samit is is basically a substitution for Moeen. He's a batsman primarily. He bowls a bit of spin, you know. Maybe, he, maybe, maybe Samit should have opened. I, to be honest, I think he's a better batsman, <laughs> Moeen. To be honest, I think he's got better technique. 
especially for a test match. Um, so, but I don't, I don't understand that you had two sort of batsmen who bowl a bit of spin, and then yeah, uh, I just and then once the boat, you know, Stokes only bowled what eleven overs in the match, and you know, before he got his shoulder injury, so that that was that put the uh, you know it, you know. <laughs> Broad and Anderson bowled a lot more in, in, in charge than they did in the first two tests. Um, and I think that reflected the, the needs. And in the second innings, they bowled 49 overs. I know Charger was kind of conditions. It wasn't as, wasn't as hot. But uh, still, they, they really were, really were um, called on a lot by Cook. Um, I just said, I thought we went in with the wrong team. What do you thought on that, Dan Rhodes, about the wrong team thing? I don't think we have much option. Had we had Wood been fitted to play? I mean, they couldn't have. They no couldn't have anticipated Blunt, Stokes' Blunt, injury. So no, no, yeah, we can't. We can't. You can't legislate for that. So Blunt, we can know, Blunt, still, even even with that, Punky and um, Tell is a is a it's it's a throw toss of a coin. I, I'd definitely go with the spinner if I was going to go with either. And with that, it's, again, it's just a part time spinner, but we knew that. Um, and he was a, he's a quality batsman, so. I, we didn't have many options. This is what happens when you go on to and injuries happen and then obviously losing stock. So, chaps, so Pakistan get bundled out for 234. Considering the uh, the way the first two test matches went, um, England are quite pleased with themselves. Then England go in, get a good lead. Um, did you think the lead was enough or do you reckon they really missed an opportunity there to get a, a, in the, excess of a 100 lead? At the time, everybody thought it was enough. But this, this, this pick, the Sharjah thought... Uh, reminded me it must of what would uh, the equivalent of a green top in England would be in the subcontinent because the pitch was definitely overprepared on day one and it did a lot. Um, pe- people said there was, a, there was a lot of moisture still in the pitch because it was so heavily watered. I, 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 we have to take their word for that. But then it, there's no question on days two and three it flattened out, even a bit on day eight, day four, to be honest. Um, and then it really and it turned again and, and later. And so it's equivalent of a pitch in England that does a hell of a lot of seam on you know on the first couple of sessions on day one. Um, and England cashed in in that respect because they bowled the Pakistanis out cheaply on day one and then batted really well. Um, I mean, they, they, they took 126 overs to get to 306. It was a real crawl, but you know. Uh, Bell applied himself, so did Cook, and, and t- Taylor's innings was was fantastic, absolutely beautiful. Um, and he, he was nimble on his feet, he was quick, and his technique was superb. So it just just very frustrating, really. I think that he wasn't selected for the first two tests. I'll agree with you on the selection there. Um, yeah. I think, but all of us said that. All of us said there that Taylor was a must. Um, I thought, I honestly thought he was going to get his century and then really make a statement, but. Um, you know, 76 off 161 shows everything. Um, uh, Rhodes, what did you make of the uh, the England reply to the 234? I thought it was a huge missed opportunity once. Taylor, I, I put in a WhatsApp group, I thought it might have been a match-winning match, match-winning partnership because it was just all set up um, at the end of day two to, to really nail home the difference and 150 lead there might have been, might have been enough. Um. Yeah, when you, I think Bayless and Cook both mentioned it. When you, there were times throughout the series when you've got you've got the opposition and you've you've got them weak and you've got them. You just need to put your foot on the neck and really dominate the game when you're really in a strong position. Australians have been amazing. Like Pakistan were very good in this series, and that's that's what we didn't do. Um, we had them on the ropes a few times. Uh, and, and never got that final 
<coughs> that final hit. And if Be- Taylor and Bear still go on and put on another 60, 70 in the, on the on the third on the morning of the third day, you virtually and then Patel could come in and get the same innings that it showed the same innings. You know, nearly one of the best strike rates out of well, the best strike rate apart from Broad. Out of the whole innings, you know, scored quickly. It'd have been it'd have been fantastic and that's a real massive missed opportunity. And then there were various missed opportunities in Pakistan's um, second innings. I definitely want um given faint praise to Broad and Anderson either. I thought they were magnificent. But I think a lot of the time when we're analysing bowlers and batters, we're not taking into account the full context and you have to look at how the batsmen are approach and it's one of the biggest skills in cricket to pick out which which bowlers are the best bowlers in, in the opposition and just play them off and then go for the ones that you think that you're going to get more four balls and then if you put pressure on the weaker bowlers they give you more four balls so you can score quicker so it's you know it's just about when you're analyzing either batting or bowling you have to look at the oppositions who are doing the bowling and batting at you rather than just the individuals themselves and, and the point being amplified by the fact that the seamers are only going to have a four five over spell. It's not going to be long spells by the seamers. So, and that's where you... Stokes' injury was another huge factor. What you said before, though, where that um, uh, Amit was about a missed opportunity for England because we got ourselves on top in the game, even though it was the lead of seventy. But then the Hafiz and Azarali played really well. Azarali only got 30 yards and, and Hafiz's innings was magnificent. Um, but they, they put on a century partnership and that, that was so deflating after, after England had fought tooth and nail for that lead. But the thing was really frustrated me was that um, we'd got on top and we were in a position to go and actually square the series, which would have been an incredible achievement. Like a to, victory to, to, almost, like a series yeah. victory almost. Yeah, and when you, when you had it, yeah, exactly. Shenanigans as well. Um, and then all the same old weaknesses within the team that we all knew before the series started all came, all, all those chickens came home to roost, you know, on, on days four and five. And, um, cause the pitch was helping and, and our spinners were in a position, Cook was there to say, come on lads, let's win this and let's square the series. And they turned up, um, with three for 248 in, in the third innings, um, and an economy rate of 3.6. And then the top order collapsed, apart from Cook, on the on on the final day. And it's it was just if anybody needed reminding about why England why England is so far down the Test rankings and why they've got so much to do, it it, it was that it's the, it's the same old same old. Well, I actually thought in the in the Pakistan third inning, um, <coughs> sorry, the Pakistan second innings, third innings, third innings of the game, that England were in with a really good shout. I mean, they got the night watchman Rahat Ali was out quickly. Um, Eunice Khan, who you think is there, is there another mainstay in the middle order, goes cheaply. And you, you're thinking, we're in now. And then Mizbah comes in, it, it doesn't dominate or anything. He scores a 38. But then there's, then this is the difference in that England, as you say, Dan Rhodes couldn't put the, the, the foot down on the neck and, you know. Bairstow. Bairstow's uh, misstumping. Bairstow's misstumping happens. Yeah. And then Shafiq comes in and then Safraz comes in and scores a runnable 36. And then there's Wahabriaz. Rashid's spell at the beginning of the fifth day was excellent. Fourth day. Really, really good spell of leg spin bowling and had chances to take wickets and obviously the big one. But best on this, you can't pick a Google in it. What frustrates me about keepers? It's a huge frustration. I cannot believe there should be a Test match keeper in in the world who does not have signals. 
or some form of communication that is Kim spin ball is about whether he's going to throw in his googly or not. Because Bestos should just be waiting for that. He should know what's coming. And the fact that he couldn't read Jashir Shah and Zulfi and he couldn't read any of their Robins shouldn't affect his keeping at all. He should know exactly. There should be a plan for every ball. He should know exactly what's coming out of Rashid's hand. And he should have known that that was a googly coming up there. There's Nikki from Yorkshire as well, there, Dan, as well. It's, exactly. That's the which that's is, huge which frustration. Adds the salt. Adds and, the salt. and I know Dan likes to say that Besto's not a specialist keeper, but he bloody is. Or he has been for Yorkshire. He's been the specialist keeper. <laughs> yeah, you I'm know, just because he's, he's kept in the championship matches does not make him a specialist keeper. It, well, it does. He's, 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 no, it doesn't. It means he's a keeper, keeper who plays the first class cricket. No, but he's, he's not a specialist keeper. Well, that's ridiculous definition because he's been the specialist number one keeper for Yorkshire when he's been but, available. But in, in, I'm not in saying, saying he's good that. enough to, for Test Because he's a really good batsman <clears throat> and he's an adequate keeper, right? All I'm saying is he's an adequate county keeper, but if you, you, you want to really... I want, my first and foremost, I want my glove man to be really, really good with the gloves. That's my that's my priority, and because glove man can, can make mistakes which cost 100, 150, 200 runs in a match, and they're never going to make that up with a bat, ever. To to just to I back agree, up that but point, it's not happened in Test cricket for years. No one has really been a specialist keeper because they've always no no. But they've all been, been very they've, they've all been good with the gloves well. and not made the mistakes. I, I agree, and, it, and but he's only a young lad as well, so you have to but take this into taking it back slightly though, guys. That because if you think of the first Test match, Bairstow has been uh, selected for his batsmanship because Butler's in the team. So even the England setup don't regard Bairstow as the specialist keeper. Otherwise, it would be a simple 50-50 as in two men going for one position situation, as you do with the openers. You see, so there's one. Alistair Cook's in the team. So with the other opening spot, that's who's it going to be? Lithe, is it going to be Hales or whoever? Yeah. So Bairstow is being selected as a batsman. It's only because Joss Butler's out of form and he gets dropped so that they then reluctantly give the gloves to the number two keeper who they think of as Bairstow. So there's a bit of what you're saying, Agreed, Dan Kennett. I, you know, so just, what Kennett's saying is, is OK. No one's picked what, a specialist keeper for the English team since Chris Reid. You know, and, and his batting weren't good enough. Right. No, because Butler is a, is, is, is a, very, he's a good guy with the gloves. He's, he's, a better, he's better with the gloves than Bairstow is. He is, but prior took five years to become a, a top-quality keeper. Right. So, but right, Bairstow isn't good enough to be in the team as a batsman alone. He's averaging 26 after 20 test matches. That's not good enough to bat in an international t- top six, I'm afraid. Absolutely um, agree. What's that? To- totally agree. Yeah. He, 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 the, basically, with those numbers, the best that Bairstow can ever bat in a, in a test team is seven, which is the wicketkeeper slot. And if, if, if Butler recovers his form with the bat, I don't see how Bairstow gets in the team because Bear, Butler is better with the gloves than Bairstow. I, I, I totally agree. I, I would definitely have Butler if he was on form. Probably bring him back as well for the South Africa series. But I, I, it was just a debate on the, that third morning and the mistake they made and why there isn't the communication with the spinner. So I, being, being, going back to my original point, I'd be even harsher. I'd say he's not a specialist wicketkeeper and he's not a specialist batsman either. He's not good enough at either. You've not you've not particularly liked Bairstow anyway because you think he's more of a stroke maker and he can't do the. He is. The he's he's a really cricket. good stroke maker. I'd have him in the one day side all day, but not in the test team. See, I, I wouldn't have him in my test team, but that's because I'd pick Moen Ali ahead of him as a batsman. That's but that may be for. There's a that, call. <laughs> that's 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 that's, my, that's personally my call, and I feel oh. as though uh, 
you know, we can come on to that, or we can discuss the rest of the test match. <laughs> we got to, we got to, we got to, we got to discuss us, the, the, the fourth innings, haven't we? The run we, chase. To, the run chase was it. So, so England go from a position of having a seventy odd lead to now have requiring two eighty odd to win the test match. So the Pakistan have done really well to to obviously get a lead of some sort, even after they looked in trouble. And then their lower middle order come in and and do some damage. Uh, maybe the expense of the spinners and all that. And then the, the run chase happens and then it doesn't happen. I thought it was really nicely set, even though England lost a couple of wickets. Um, and then that first half an hour, I mean, you know, I, I actually uh, went for a shower and I, I messaged you guys. I came out of the shower thinking, what's going on? I missed, well, I woke missed the up action. And, I woke up and listened to it, listened to all the wickets fall and then went back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I genuinely didn't think we could chase more than 150. Anyway, I, I, I remember four innings wickets on this pitch before. It, I didn't think we had any chance. Um, but you, you still don't need to collapse like that. You still don't need to have single-figure ball faces from four of your middle order, uh, your top seven. It's just a joke, really. So no application whatsoever. And it didn't after showing it in the second test, absolutely didn't show it in this. Innings, even if they wouldn't have made the target, which, you know, had they batted on, they definitely probably would have done. But it was just poor, poor application and excellent bowling again. Got to yeah, say 34 that. for one to 59 for six it was. Yeah, so they lost 25 that. for six. It's a collapse, in collapse by anybody's definition of a collapse. Yeah. Um, I know Taylor and Root got good balls, um, but the rest, were, no. I'm afraid. Um, and the Pakistan spinners in that fourth innings took nine for 101 or 50 overs. You know, it's exactly what you want in the final innings of a test from, from, from your spinners. And the best thing was for them is that Shoaib Malik, you know, he was their third spinner, but he, he, he would have been first choice spinner in England's team. But this is, you see, this is now where I'm going to, I'm going to lead into the debate that we were going to have earlier. Shoaib Malik, you see, was a first class spinner. He was, He's got a really good first-class record as a spinner. So he's mm. a spinner turned batsman. And then because Pakistan have a, a, a loads and they're the opposite of England, they have enough spinners to pick from historically. So yeah. they're like, oh, Malik, our batting's never been as good as it should be. So you can do that job, you see. Now we're doing, as in England, are doing the opposite with Moen Ali. You see, so when Malik comes in and does all the damage and you think, oh, one minute, three for 26, what's going on here? Show Malik's a batsman. But then you see his pedigree is of a bowler. So he he has learnt the skill, and in my opinion, you can't learn the skill at the highest level. You're supposed to have done all that business in your youth. Um, so uh, that's an excellent point. So and and I see I I'm even even harsher in saying that I personally think that Ian Bell has had such a long you know statistically and all the rest of it has had such a poor run of, of form. And um, if his name was anything else but Ian Bell, uh, he wouldn't get selected. It's almost that his name, you know, is he the Sachin Tendulkar of England, that he's undroppable or something? So, whereas if Ian Bell had been dropped, just, you know, anybody can be dropped and say, get your form back and come back in the team. Just, you know, it's the opposite of, of the 90s where England were chopping and changing. So, that would have brought in James Taylor, would have come into the team easily then because Bell's having a rest. Uh, and, and then, uh, we wouldn't have to, England wouldn't have to have Moeen Ali in there because they like him at number eight because he's the safety valve for the failure of the middle order if Root doesn't click. 
you see. And uh, Cook always clicks. Root clicks most of the time. So, so who, you, who, who would you play in a, if you play, if you if you went with <laughs> Taylor at three and Root at four? Who you play? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. In at five, I'm it. I'm putting Moen Ali at five and I'm opening with Hales because I personally believe that Moen Ali, as much as he's been using as, as much as he's been uh, you, you can put you can put your wicketkeeper at five if you want to put Ali. Uh, you can put Stokes ahead of him if you wanted to. My, my thinking was that Moeen Ali, I believe, is a very good middle order batsman, and over time he would get England proper decent runs. So I think if you look at Bairstow, say who they pick in the middle order, I think Moeen Ali is a better batsman than Bairstow, or just as just a good as batsman as Bairstow, and would would do the well. They've got the a virtually identical test record. <clears throat> yeah, so that, so he and but but then you see Moeen Ali provides valuable spin for the what I consider him as a, a partnership breaking bowler. So when you're up against it, and that's exactly what he's done in this series as well. He's as you say, Dan Kenny, he's got the golden arm. So you give him the ball, and he, something happens. And it's not because he's a really good spinner or anything. It's just because uh, a lot of the time batsmen think that he's no good and they go for it. And that plays to the psyche of the Pakistani batsman. And it also plays to the, the similar psyche of the Indian batsman when they England, India came to England because they see Moeen Ali bowl and they think we're going to teach him a lesson because they back themselves so so heavily against spin bowlers. They, they consider themselves the masters of, of playing spin. Which the Pakistanis are the masters of playing spin, but Hafiz has got out. You would be with that many spinners having to face quality spinners all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But that's what I'm saying is that Moeen Ali can get these people out because they go for a slog on occasions. I would put Moeen Ali in the middle middle order, and I reckon if they'd have played Moeen Ali in this test series in the middle order and put Bairstow on the bench. And then if Joss, if Joss Butler's having a bad form or whatever and you, to, you want to replace him with Bairstow, that's fair enough. It should be Bairstow and Butler going for the gloves, you see, like 
like Dan Kennett's saying, it should be... I agree. It, should, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't be both of them in the team. It should be one yeah, or the other. There's, there's too much accommodating, you see. Just, yeah. to, oh, we've got to accommodate this person. Oh, he hasn't done anything bad, so we can't drop him. So it doesn't matter. You've got to pick your team to win the game. And that's the whole point of having a squad. It's not that you're... You're, you know, no one's going in the naughty corner. Just, you know, Josh Butler's not in the naughty corner now, just because he's got dropped down a bit of bad form. He's still part of the England setup in the squad. Um, the way, the way I look it's, at it, I mean, what, 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 the way I, I look at it is that um, in in your top six, you, you need five batsmen averaging over forty. Uh, and if you've got batsmen averaging well over forty, the better. And you can get away with having one who maybe averages thirty to thirty-five. Uh, if he's playing at six, right? Especially if he's, he, he subs in as a bit of an all-rounder. But that, that's basically what you want. If you're going to be a good test team, that's what you need, yeah? I think we're all agreed on that, aren't we? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and say, for example, Shoaib Malik, he's, he's retired, and he, he's Pakistan's sort of um, bowling all uh, batting all-rounder. Average 35 with the bat. Absolutely fine, over about 40 tests. But Bairstow, averaging 26 after 20 tests. Ali, averaging 28 after 19 tests. Ian Bell, 26 in the last year, in the last calendar year. Is it just, so, to stop, just to interrupt you, was that Ali's statistics including this series? Yeah, uh, his career test average now is 28 after 19 tests. And basically you've got far too many batsmen averaging under 30 in the test top six. But the worst thing is, is that you can't see anybody in the county game who's going to come in and an average over 40 on a consistent level. I mean, you possibly balance if he gets his technique back and his form back. Um, but that's about it, really. Um, and maybe Taylor, who knows? Um, but the, the it's been brutal, but it was a very con- closely contested series and cannot fault anything England did for effort or application. But I genuinely think it's just not enough talent. It's, a, it's an absence of talent. And um, I don't know where it's coming from. I'll tell you where the absence of spinning talent's coming from. It's coming from the fact they play some te- some of the counties play four, five, even six county matches in April. In April. So no yeah. wonder they're never gonna they're playing nearly half the fixtures and never gonna play a spinner. And it's absolutely scandalous that they're playing that amount of first class matches at a time where pitchers are obviously receptive to seam. So they just go with all out seam attacks consistently, all the top teams. Rashid hardly got a look in. In April, and why should it? It'd be stupid. So that if you're going to organise your season like that, you can't ever expect to produce top qualities. Peter Such, legendary off spinner that he was, um, <laughs> is now the head of the England spinning department, if there is such a thing. And um, he he said the same thing. He said they're playing that many too many games, and it's hard to develop. He says there is some talent coming through, some spin talent but it's not getting developed because they're never getting to ball spin. And the only way to become top-class spinner, like Graham Swan showed when he first came into the England team, then was dropped, then went away, bowled so many overs in the county game, because he was at Knox, where Monty Panasai also came from, because they've got spin-friendly wickets. North Ants, yeah. Because they've got spin-friendly wickets there. And that is why you're getting spin bowlers coming from there, because the only way to develop them... It's through letting them ball. I agree with and that. That's what we need fully, to do fully understand that, and that's the reason why we won't win in the subcontinent until you know for a long time. Okay, because we haven't got the spinners. But I was basically talking about an absence of batting talent because batting talent is going to affect you in all series around the world. And um, there been an absence of bat. Um, I just don't think we've got the um, the depth there in the batting. I mean, um, there's so many weaknesses in that top five and top six. I mean, Stokes is Stokes is a shoe in at six. 
you know, he, he's, he's definitely got potential to be world class at six. Um, but you've got three spots in the top five up for grabs, and which, you know, isn't. I, I honestly can see a prolonged period in the doldrums, I think, for England, you know, like being really close to, you know, bottom next to bottom of the world rankings, I'm afraid. In the last, um, in the last 12 months, though, Stokes' bowling average is worse than Ali's. His strike rate, yeah, but, worse. His strike rate is worse than Ali's. Ali's bowled 100 more overs. Ali's bowled the seventh most overs yeah. out of any bowler in the last 12 months. But, but does do, do Stokes' stats pass the eye test, Dan? No, it's not. I'm just, I'm just saying. I know. That, you, I know you're playing devil's advocate. No, they're very, ben very Stokes, ben, similar in, in, Trump, in terms of their contribution. Ben, ben Stokes bowled the ball around corners, didn't he? he? He had he had the ball on a rope and it was swinging more than any bowler I've seen for a long time. He, there's no. He's got genuine top top test class potential as a bowler, hasn't he? Agreed. And yeah. I'm not doubting that at all. And I'm, I'm just saying that. Moen Ali could develop into a, a top quality spin bowler if he keeps bowling the overs and gets a chance to do it not only at first class level but continues at test level and international level. This is the crux of the argument you see. I'm not that... saying I've, I'd have him in my top seven or eight for the South Africa series, which we should come on to later. Uh, we should pick his first 11 and see the differences that we would have because I think we'd be very similar in size. I wouldn't have Bairstow either. But again, you're right on the batting. There's no one putting the hand up, and that's what Trevor Bailey's ask. Trevor Bailey's is asking for. It needs to happen. Let me ask you this, Dan Rhodes: Was it a mistake for England to be putting Moen Ali at the top of the opening the batting for the sake of this one series? As soon as I recommended it, then I'm not going to say. Yes, <laughs> no, no, you just predicted it because you're in, a good analyst. In, in hindsight, it was a, it, it's, it's failed miserably, apart from the first uh, hundred partnership that they put on um, in the first time they together. But no, it's not worked at all. It's not an opening bat. I was for the balance of the team. I just thought it made sense. So, um, so, so this was my follow-up question: was this, and either of you can answer, um, was this a, yet another opportunity then lost for a new opener to come in, and now it's going to be a baptism, baptism of fire in South Africa? Yep. Yeah, that's what we said on the previous show, pretty but, much. Yeah. But see, I I thought it was a good idea to put Hales in uh, in uh, the opening position now because. Yeah, the seamers will come on, but it's not it's not edgebaston, is it? Really, it's going to seam around a bit, maybe. It's, but it's the it's the one place in the world where there's going to be minimal lateral movement, and Hales could probably get off to a good flyer. You, you know, bed him in a bit. For, this would be really good, you know. Especially Abu Dhabi. Imagine Abu Dhabi Hales. It'd be it'd be great. Get a fifty under the belt, and then you think, okay, he's got some runs. Now it's going to be Dale Stain et al. <laughs> and <laughs> And it could, it Belanda, could, be, it could Belanda, What's the new fella's name again? The new, the new quick as well. Oh God, um, I can't got loads name. of new, got loads of new fellas. Yeah, God. Yeah. And um, and so that's that. And but all of this seems, in my opinion, to be because there is a desperation in the England setup to have Mo and Ali in the team for whatever reason. I don't think it's that, but one, my, my view is that um, I think I don't think the backroom team um, could have really done any more. Um, I think our preparation was excellent, and I think our tactics was, were excellent. Um, and the reasons why we lost this came down to bad execution and not enough talent, right, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But I, I honestly think they looked at the first two tests, Abu Dhabi and Dubai, and they said this, we're, we're playing a different time of, time of year to where we played last time. It's still, um, it's, it's not quite the winter, is it? It's over there yet. So it was 45 degree heat. And I, I honestly thought they're gonna, they were going to need six bowlers. And I, I could see them maybe thinking, well, we're going to need six bowlers for the, for these for these two test matches. And the only way they could get that 
um, was by by Shuno, by, by playing Ali and 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 Shuon him in at the top of the order. I can I can sort of see the logic about why they did it, but the fact that he'd never opened in his in his first class career, um, to, you know, I don't know what evidence they were giving on that it would be a success, <laughs> but you can see what you can see the kind of see the logic about why they had they thought they had to do it. Um, I understand that as well. My only thinking is that. I thought the whole point was when it's a, a side like England, young, developing in Test cricket, is to try. They're, they're trying to come up with a formula that is going to be the formula for the for the foreseeable future, and this is the way we're going to play. And putting people at the top of the order just for the one-off game, just because it's in such conditions and things, that means you'd be chopping and changing vast so much. Uh, I, I agree. It's too, it's too much. Yeah, it, it's it too is much. too much because you do need a you, you do need a, an opening partnership that opens for you around the world on every you know, on in, on every surface. You know, the horses for courses usually comes in between. Uh, you know, in the in the kind of six, seven, and eight positions, doesn't it? That's where you change the balance of your team. Really, we need we absolutely need a batsman to step up and be the opening bat with Cook for the next five years and. There's been four, five, six, maybe seven cabs off the rank, and there hasn't. None of them have. Well, if I was, if I was Hales, if I was Hales, Hales has to be the next. If I was Hales, I'd be thinking, well, not had a test match before that. If you'd have told me in advance that you're just going to do an all expenses paid trip to uh, the uh, the Emirates, then I would have bought on. I would have bought a few mates. I would have knocked back a few beers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's going to play the ODIs and the T20s, isn't he? So. Yes, yeah. He's, he's in you hope for him and yeah. Butler get themselves back into form, don't you? In the in the ODIs, and at least they can go into South Africa with some confidence. I'm not as down on uh, the current top six or the top six that I'm going to come to when we when we discuss the, the the lineup. I'd go like you say, Cook, world absolute one of the best in the world. Hales, we'll see. Bell, I'd keep at three. Root, one of the world's best. Um, I'd go with Taylor. Could develop very well. Um, very impressed with his comeback. And then at six, I'd probably go Butler. Um, it's probably not good enough, but him and Stokes, six or seven. Um, so I'm not as downbeat as as Dan about the batting lineup there. I think that's an exciting batting lineup. Um, I think we've we've come up against two of the best world class bowling attacks that we're going to face. In the last two series against Australia and uh, against New Zealand, Australia, and now Pakistan, so that's three. And now we're coming up against arguably the best. So it's been an absolute baptism. The, the, the only thing I'd say there on that one is that some uh, exciting players there. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 your top five there is, and, and I don't know other ways around this though. Is you've still got two relative. You've got one absolute rookie, one relative test rookie, and one person who's been out of form for the best part of two years. So it, yeah. it, it, I don't know how you really correct those, to be honest. Uh, but and um, I think maybe the only questions I can really uh, we should really discuss is what, what what would be the balance of the team. Um, I, I can see us going back to um, you know four bowlers and the all rounder, um, and then and, and just one of those would be a I guess one of the bowlers would be a the spinner, and it's just a question of whether you want Rashid um, at eight or or Ali at eight. I think that's the only question really. Yeah, Rashid Wood, Gordon Anderson were my other four. I'm I'm still um, a question. You're still Whatever. got Penny and Bell. 
I, I, I can't. I, no, but the reason is, is that I don't have that kind of affinity with Ian Bell the way you guys do. Yeah. So you, um, you're, go, you're going with the third rookie for the top five in South Africa, yeah? It's going with Maureen Allen. No, no, it's, it doesn't. It doesn't matter you about. Can't play the short ball. It doesn't matter if you're going to Bangladesh or whatever or South Africa or any of that business. Yeah. What the whole point is that you've got to think to yourself. Well, if if Ian Bell got a pair for the next two, three test matches on the trot, England don't seem likely to drop him. So I'm like, what exactly does he have to do to be dropped? Because you're thinking now, look, at um, Taylor came in. So Ian Bell is, you could say, taking up Taylor's uh, space in this current setup. So from my point of view, I'm thinking Taylor scored a really good knock in the last test match and he's been denied an opportunity in test matches one and two for for no reason, just because of something that we can't drop Ian Bell. Why can't Ian Bell? Who's step your number aside? three, though? Who's your number three? Don't say promoting route. Who's going to back three for you? Not James Taylor in, in South Africa, and he's just come back in and got a nice settled knock. I, 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 I look at it. I look experience. I look at it from a completely different view. In, in from that point of view, then every player would would start their, their test career at batting number eight and keep moving up the order. That's yeah, that's not how life works. How many, how many of this England batting team have played have batted in South Africa before? They'll, they'll, never, they'll never bat anywhere Bell. because nobody ever picks anybody. They keep picking the <laughs> I old think, guys. I, think I, I can I can I can kind of see what your point you're trying to make, uh, Amit. Well, uh, let me give you an example about what I think as a thing. So if we think of the of, if you think of like the Indian team, say so. If you think of okay, they they're putting their hat on the fact that. Virat Kohli is their man now for the next yeah. 10 years, if you like. Now, it doesn't matter what they do. They're going to put him at the position that he reckons he should bat at, which is number four. Yes. And, and they reckon Pujara is going to bat at number three. And that's yes. what they're going to do. Yeah. So yes. that's fine. Now, it doesn't and, and that's fine. And what, they think, what the thinking behind that is that they back the talent and they think that more often than not, he will do the business. Now, in my opinion, James Taylor is very good. And I think you can say, okay, James, you are our number five, or James, you are our number three, wherever you want to put him. Yeah, and I wouldn't care if he's got the experience of this, that, and the other. Imagine putting James Taylor in at number three, and then he goes and does something. And then you'd be thinking, oh, I should have picked him all those times in the UAE. Why didn't we pick him, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you know, even with Bell, after after thousands and thousands of Test runs, people were still having a uh, ooing and ahhing about, oh, we scored all his runs at five, should we put him at three, and all this kind of business. I'm like, well, exactly how many thousand runs do you have to have to be given the badge of you can be promoted here and there? So it's, I, I don't... He's I, a I senior, don't... senior batsman, apart from... He's a senior batsman, I think, in terms of in terms of matches played. Um, he's got a good record in South Africa. And has and he has to just has to bat at three. He's also got the stroke player to, to succeed. I'm not... He's also faced... Um, I've, I've got a lineup with Bellingham team as well. <laughs> I've not got. I've, I've got a lineup. Of Go on, give us your what, lineup on it. Let's see if we agree. Well, my my non-controversial lineup. Let's go with that first because you guys will interrupt me. Um, Cook opens obviously. Hales because we, we we're going to give him the go. Yeah. So Hales and Cook open. Put Ian Bell at number three. Joe Root at number four. Taylor at number five. Uh, assuming we give the gloves. Uh, Stokes at six. And you put in uh, either Bairstow. I think Bairstow and Butler have to have to uh, what do you call it? Go for the gloves. It can't be one or the other because yeah. if, Bairstow, if Bairstow is being picked for his batting alone, then yeah. I think Moen Ali is a much more useful person to have because he offers his spin bowling. Especially because Bairstow. Well, the thing is, neither Bairstow or, or Ali can play the short ball, so <laughs> they're both they're both going to get 
you know steamrollers in South Africa anyway. I'm, I'm, and I'm I think the choice. Is, I think you're right. I think it's, I think it's Butler or Besto at seven, and it's it's Ali or Rashid at eight. But you see, if if Ian Bell decided to hang up his boots, so to speak, then I'd have absolutely no problems in having Moen Ali at number five. Oh my god! Uh, and then not a and, chance. No, me. Bec- I would because be, I think Moen Ali is a good batsman. He'd be my next batsman. Yeah, at five. Oh, oh god! I'd 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 rather go Hildreth or Vince or. You know, I I wouldn't have Alec Moen. Moen Ali is. You can put him down the order then, if you wanna, if you if we think that other batsmen are more accomplished, perhaps. Like, there's no rule saying that the book the wiki keeper can't go higher up in the batting order if we think he's more accomplished. Dad, but... I think you should check Moen Ali's bat, Moen Ali's batting average when he's batted in the middle order rather than an eight or opening, which he's never I, done before. I think he's a very good middle order batsman, and I think his versatility has gone against him in this one, um, because. He, he, he'll he do whatever it takes for the team and he's a nice bloke and all that sort of stuff he's a really good one day batter I, in my opinion he's a really really good one day batter but, but we need but somebody like that have... in the middle order to boss the spinners what spinners he's uh, honestly spinners? he's a much better batsman it's, 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 it's going to be a diet of seam there's not going to be there's not going to be any but you know if you see a South African spinner you're going to be <laughs> so yeah well, you know, he's not going to. Well, I don't think they've, they've got. They've got. Uh, they're not going to play. The, even if they had more spinners of capability, they're not going to play them in South Africa. Um, I, I think they're going to be playing them in India, where they're touring now. But I understand all that. But the thing there is that we can't just label the uh, oh, Moen Ali's this person or Moen Ali's that person. You see, have you uh, seen Moen Ali play the short ball? Well, in his entire Test career, my then, answer is no. Then, then we can make the decision and not pick him for Test cricket, like you're saying. Exactly, because that's, Michael that's... Bevan, another really good player, one day player, had a, a tried Australian Test team. As soon as as soon as uh, Graham Hick was another one, as soon as t- uh, Test t- Test attacks found out they couldn't play the short ball, their career was as good as over. And same with Bairstow. Bairstow got found out against South Africa last time he came. They came to England as well with the short ball. That's so unfair on Graham Hick. What do you mean? It's not so unfair on Graham Hickey. He couldn't play the short ball. <laughs> he could play the short. He played it. No, he for, couldn't. He played it for years, Dan, in the first Test game, and did it at Test level. It was dropped about thirteen times yeah. and kept coming in for one or two Tests. Okay. All right. Well, you 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 it, you it, won't it find a, out. It was, you won't find somebody who'll back you up that Graham Hickey could play the short ball, and I'll say I'm wrong. Then uh-huh. I, I tell you, there's no way he was but, terrible at playing the short ball. One of my favourite players. Let's, let's go with loads. let's go with Dan Kennett's suggestion then of having Ali or. Rashid fighting it out, depending on what kind of spin attack you wanted and all the rest of it. Yeah, I love Rashid. Because Rashid's in it, but you might not want to play a leg spinner all the time for whatever reason. I'd rather have... We said this after the... um, Rashid can uh, win you the match, though. Yeah, on the the final Uh, innings. That's something you've got in your locker, I think. I I, I think that um, Moen Ali should be England's Shoaib Malik, and that's that's my thinking. Shoaib Malik... Shoaib Malik's been in and out of the side as well. Yeah, he's not he's not a rated player, but I think I think uh, Moen Ali could get you enough runs in that middle order. I I think there's Moen Ali could get you as many runs as a Matt Pryor could have got you. And because yeah, England's yeah. cupboard is bare in terms of spinners, he he can put his arm over. But it was what I'm, but I'm quite earlier. but I'm quite happy to drop him. I'm quite happy to drop him, as you're saying, Ali or Rashid. There's no. You know he's but he's not a certainty in the in the lineup. But I think if you're going to have him in the setup. He should be considered a middle order batsman, and that's it. I don't think he should be considered. I don't agree with anybody that says 
he's going to be England's answer to spin bowling and all the rest. I, I don't care. You could play him until he's 50. He's never going to be yeah, I agree a top quality that. spinner and, and all my, the rest of it. And I, my view is he's, he's, he'll never have the technique to be a test top six player. Because he'll, he'll come up against an attack that will rip him apart sooner or later. All he can do is yeah. attack. That's all he... All, yeah. And that's why that's fine in a one day in a one day game short form, but not in test. What, for me, what did he do in the first innings of the first test? Did he not knuckle down there and get thirty odd off a hundred odd balls? So are you saying that justifies that in, again <laughs> on the slowest you, pitch of just, all time? You've just, you, no, you've just said that he, all he can do is attack, and I've just given you an example recently of him. All right, okay. of him knuckling down. But okay, that's, so you, 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 that's the flattest pitch of all time. It was to, um, But it is an example of him knuckling down. Yeah, okay. he's got you, runs you in the past. The context, though, Dan. No, but he's got runs in the past, hasn't he? In the middle order. Yeah, I'm just saying he's, he's, a, he's a quality batsman. And I think he'll show that. And if you looked at his batting, where he's played all his first-class career in the middle order, you'll see that he's first, a, he's first a class career. I'm not saying that some doesn't players prepare you. One of the problems we have is that English first-class county game doesn't really prepare you for, for facing test attacks, does it? No, not at the moment. But it seems to have worked for some. And by Writing him off after 19 tests, it's getting into the old ridiculous attitude that the English selectors used to have of picking and changing all the time. Yeah. I think if you come across a player that you identify has got the talent and the ability to deal with it at test cricket, then you give him a run in the spot where he's learnt his game. And if you do that, then you can make a fair judgment on him. So, okay, at so the moment, I'm I think, I think we all agree on that. You're judging him harshly. One, you're judging him against his bowling against other first-class, world-class spinners which is unfair because he's not a spin bowler. And then you're judging his batting when he's batted at eight and opened. Where I'm saying, let's give him a run in the middle order if he gets a chance. And he, he wouldn't get in my first 11 for South Africa because, like you say, the last thing he needs now is to face the Dale, Dale Staines bouncers and Morny Markle because he's got a weakness against short pitch bowling. But he can go and work on that. Because he's a quality middle order batsman. It's one of those things that Amit said earlier on. If you if you haven't got it by the time you start you know, your senior career, um, you know, the week, if you've got a weakness in you like because Amit was talking about bowling and he said if you haven't got it by the time you start then it's too late, you can't you can't learn it. And I think it's the same with the short ball. I, I don't think if if you've got a fundamental weakness against the short ball, I don't think it's the kind of thing you can learn. That's just my opinion. So I I don't think he can become a test player in the top five or the top six because I I don't think I don't think his test average will let be any he'll get enough runs to justify a place batting higher than seven in a test team. That's, that's my that's just my opinion. Can he bat at seven? And does he still have to be a frontline bowler to bat at seven? Well, if you're picking playing at seven, then you you're picking. What if your wicket keepers? What if your wicket keepers good enough to be slightly higher? Can you not just do a swap? I, I can't see Butler being good enough to bat at six. So. Yes, yes. I can't see anybody being good enough to uh, anywhere. He was we got Gil, well, even Gilchrist only batted at seven. Yeah, but that's because they had gods in the top. <laughs> but what I'm saying was point is, I, I don't yeah, know. It's I, very I rare that you get point, a, yeah. a really good wicketkeeper batting at six, isn't it? Very rare. Yeah, a useful squad member though, as in in my my conclusion is useful squad member. Um, oh, but, but I was going to take it back even further though to say when Moeen Ali, came, you guys will know more about this. When Moeen Ali came into the setup. He was considered a batsman, wasn't he? Yes. And and it's only because of Swan's retirement that England were there thinking, well, who's going to spin? Guess what? He can spin. And his mates with Sacklin Mushtaq, who can teach him a bit on the side. 
and then it all came to then it all came into fruition. And then because the Indians uh, are the way they are, they'll always do something crazy when they tour England. So they played him really poorly, and then it elevated him into the status of is Moeen Ali the answer? Because Panisar's gone off the boil, because um, that was the obvious choice, wasn't it? That Swan retires, Panisar takes up the mantle, then we're all good. And that never materialised. That's my thinking is that, as Dan Rhodes is saying, he has been unfairly put into the spinner's position because of Swan's retirement and nobody else could spin the ball anyway. Yeah, I think I think, I think he has been unfairly profiled because of that. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, we've got weaknesses in the batting throughout the team as we've discussed all show. And um, I guess... Well, how, about the, how about the suggestions of, um, uh, of Gareth Batty and all these kind of people that would have done a better job if they had been selected? And was that just not well, Ansari was in the team, wasn't he, originally? Yeah. You know, um, yeah. But, uh, in the squad. He, um, in- he got injured. Was, he got thermic yeah. or something. Before, before, before that. So, and that's why Patel came in. So, that would have been interesting if Ansari had been fit. Um, Patel batted done. well, just to quickly. Just Patel batted quite well, I, Very well. I thought, in that game there. Very accomplished. Um, he's, he's, a, he's also just a he's also a proper batsman. <laughs> he's a one he's a one day spinner. Yeah, 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 yeah. But just just come, one final thing is that I think despite all the all the flaws of seen we've seen from Rashid, the long hops, the um, the um, full tosses, the you know half follies. I I th- I think I would I would persevere with Rashid, um, and I would play him at eight um, because he's a good batsman. He's got good technique as well. Um, he's got a good, a good, good, good discipline. But the thing is, he just needs to bowl. He just needs to bowl, 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 and and he needs to bowl hundreds of overs. Um, and the more overs he bowls, the better he's going to get. And I'd rather invest the time with Rashid being in the team and just making him bowl and and having the, the confidence of Cook just to just to see you know just keep going, just keep going, bowl through it and. You know, and as long as he cuts up the full tosses and the the, the, the loose stuff, and then he, he's always got that option on that fourth day. He 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 because he like he showed in uh, Abu Dhabi that he, he he can he can potentially win a ma- win a, win a match, and he's always got that in his locker. And that that's what I would do for South Africa. I play I play Rashid at eight, and I drop Ali completely. So Rhodes, you yeah. can't possibly go against that with your fellow Yorkshireman being selected in Kennett's team. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got the same team, and then Wood, Anderson, and Broad, yeah. Wood or Finn, what, whichever's fittest. Is it, is, is, is it that Wood, just to clarify this thing, is it that Wood can't play consecutive test matches because he hasn't got the, the legs for it, or is it because he's carrying an injury that needs surgery? Uh, I think it's he's, he's got issue with his ankle, um, yeah. and that restricts him from playing back-to-back test matches. Is that going to be the long-term future, think, then? He's, going, he's, a, he's a Paul McGrath of... Of the cricketing world, getting getting medical information out of the ECB is like getting blood out of a stone. Um, but we, I think we've got to assume that you know if you've got back to back tests, you're always going to be. Um, you know, it's always unlikely the wood's going to going to have to be you know so, play so one bit one. So it's unfortunate that Finn was injured on tour because Finn. But I don't think Finn can play back to back tests either. He's fragile, so, yeah, so maybe, maybe they can rotate them. Back exactly, back. exactly. They're both good test. They're both good bowlers. Finn, Finn will be very good in South Africa. They've got a lot more bounce there. Should do, yeah. And Woods, Did Woods, the fastest of the lot as well. So I thought Wood uh, Wood bowled really well when he when he was given the opportunity, and I think he's a, a solidified his his selection in the setup. Um, and do you think England will fare well in South Africa then, competitive? No. What do you think? 4-0, <laughs> South Africa. 
Even after the Indians are uh, 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 slapping them around a bit. Slapping <laughs> <laughs> them around a bit. <laughs> well, I was, I was, my heart was in my mouth. There were 200 all out. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> Elgar. Elgar has been sensation. Opening bat as well. Is no. more gnarly of a South African thing? <laughs> no, Dan, I'm, have you seen the pitch? Have you seen it? It's a dust ball. It's ready for the spinners. But anyway, go on. No, I'm going 4-0, sorry. Dead, deadly serious. 4-0 South Africa. 2-1 two, two South Africa. Ooh, England are going to win their test match. And draw another. And draw it's going to rain. Oh. It rains a lot in South Africa. Do you know what England's test record in 2012, 2015 is? Played 12 tests uh, against West Indies, New Zealand, Australia, Pakistan. 1-5, lost 6, drawn 1. And one mm. ashes. <laughs> Medio. Um, it's the word, I think. No, I, I think England will be more competitive uh, than we think. Um, but obviously, the South Africans will win the series. Uh, I think Dan Kennett's saying 4 0 provided the 450 overs get bowled. Um, or, you know, the test match gets played out. Uh, you know, no rain and all that sort of stuff. But um, I'm with you. I think there's always, I think it's going to be 2 0 South Africa. I think uh, England might grind out a draw. And then weather might come into play. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll downgrade to 3 0 on the assumption that one of the matches might have a little bit of rain. <laughs> <laughs> well, say, we thought that. So we tuned it. Our predictions were 2 0. Uh, but in Dan Kennett's defence, Yassir Shah didn't play in the first test match. And... Yeah, I would just say Yassir wasn't man of the series for me. 15 wickets in two tests at 22. It's fantastic. He was your test. He was your man of the series. Yeah, man of the series, no yeah, question. Yeah. Do you, do you agree with the man of the series as well, uh, Rhodes? Oh, it's tough between him and this bar. Um, it, I, I've, I've waited a long time to watch some good quality spin bowling, so yeah, I'll go with I'll go with Shaw as well. Um, with a side note for Babar, who was also excellent. Like Dan said earlier, those seventy overs, good uh, lad. Great, big ones pulled. One other thing is I'd like to give a gold star to the Pakistan top order after all this debating about England's top order weaknesses that. Um, for the Pakistan top six, Hafiz, Yunus, Mizbah and Shafiq all averaged over 50 and all of them got a century. It's fantastic. How to do it. Yeah, exactly, how to do it. Runs on the board and um, get a spinner in the fourth innings. Winning the toss helps, I think. So. <laughs> that brings us to an end. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, and uh, we look forward to your thoughts in uh, future podcasts. England News the Series 2-0. Invincible here in the United Arab Emirates. Another wonderful performance, a team effort from Pakistan, great know-how from the batters, lots of experience, but we talk about the tools, the bowlers, reverse swing, big pace bowlers, and then wonderful spin, accurate spin, turning the screw spin, and there again the leg spinner slides one down the leg side. Wicketkeeper has been terrific, they've been too good for England. Yeah, England just didn't have the answers. Ben Stokes was the last man dismissed. Brave effort by the injured Ben Stokes. He walked in, stumped by Safraz, Bol Yasser for 12, and Pakistan winning this by 127 runs by a big wide margin. Shweb Malik will lead them out, playing his last test match and contributing a great deal with the ball in helping Misbah cap another test win and a test series win well they don't get beaten here the captain I think has been excellent very calm influence within the team England yes you're right have tried hard just didn't have it 
wonderful effort from Anderson and Broad. Spinner's not as potent as Pakistan's, and the batsman really didn't have an answer to sustained, accurate spin bowling. It's been a tough series, even though the margin wouldn't suggest that. But Pakistan being the better side, winning it by a big margin of 2-0. England had uh, come in there with their reputation enhanced after downing Australia in the ashes. Well, we'll go back with, uh, with something to, to be taken out of this series that would have learned the art of how to survive on in tough conditions against major quality spin attack it's not it was never going to be easy but uh, Pakistan bowled majestically well they had the combination to give them 20 wickets twice Yasser Shah played two test matches and uh, made his presence feel wonderful bat bowler hey it's Danny Pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.